Thanks, Kenny, for that introduction. Uh, good morning. Um, it's a great joy and ple- uh, pleasure from my side and even my wife's side and uh, to be invited. Um, I've been invited before, and every time I come, this feels like home away from home, uh, most definitely. So um, uh, I love being here. I love seeing what God is doing here, most importantly, and I, I praise Him every time I come here for the work that He is doing. Um, uh, by way of introduction, I think we're going to start where we fin- where you guys finished last last week. So uh, I-, I must apologize, though. Uh, as a side, they they told me to uh, send the question of the day, and uh, I was like, I guess I have to send it from the message. Uh, but the fact that they slotted that right in between, and they do this all the time. But I, you know, I, I, I'm now thinking in hindsight, I'm like, I could have made that question a little lighter. Because uh, it felt a bit heavy. Uh, but uh, I, I, I think necessarily so, given the, the passage of Scripture that we're going through. So I know you guys are um, en route now. You're in uh, Psalm 119. And, and just uh, I know you did a bit of context uh, last week with Jono. Um, and, and he did a... So uh, I, I listened in on SoundCloud. Uh, by the way, if you don't listen in on SoundCloud, that's something you can do. It's listening. That's a plug. That's what they call that, you know, a little plug in there. Uh, get on SoundCloud, you can listen in. Uh, but by way of introduction, so Psalm 109, the way it's set up is, um, so it doesn't have an author, but it's believed that the author is David. Uh, it, it, you know, there's lots of, it could be Ezra, it could be David. But, but the point is this, that Psalm 119 was not written in one sitting. So it wasn't, it's not like a guy sat down and started writing Psalm 119 and went, because it's, it's the longest chapter in the Bible, so you can understand it would have been a long sitting. Uh, but also... Uh, it, so it's written in stanzas, which is 22 stanzas, and they've got Hebrew alphabets in it. So this is like the, this was like the Jewish ABCs. You know, this is like the, they believe that this is what it took to live a, a holy life, a, a godly life. They, so, and, and, and they set up, it's, but, but before that, so as an overview, so for you to have a broader overview, Psalm 119 falls in the fifth book of the Psalms. And the way that the, that they set it up is, it was supposed to follow the Torah, which is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Um, so book one, book two, book three. So it almost has that same feel to it. You know, uh, it's how they did it so that in synagogue uh, they can, you know, uh, use the Psalms to worship and they know where they are at as far as what they are worshiping. And, and Deuteronomy deals a lot. Moses deals a lot there with the law. Uh, is number one, and uh, so he deals with the law there, and he also deals with the covenant renewal. So how were how God's people meant to renew the covenant they made with God? Now, I'm saying a lot right now, and you're like, book five, what, what is Sammy talking about? So the Psalms are divided into, big, into five books, remember that? And, and the fifth book is sort of supposed to follow Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy deals with the law and the covenant renewal, and so you get that flavor when you look in these books and, and, and Psalm 109. Now let's launch straight into Psalm 109. So last week, um, you guys, uh, Jono did a really good job setting it up that it's going to talk a lot about the word or the law for that matter. So, so the law or, or the word of God. What is the word of God? What does God have to say with us? How do we, how do we embrace this word? Um, um, and uh, this week, 
almost, it's, it's almost like they work together. So it's, it's the A and now we're at the B. And, and it almost feels like David, I, I'll say David, but the psalmist, it almost feels like he's responding. It's like he wrote that first part. Blessed are those who are blameless. Blessed are those who are this. Blessed are those. Are, um, uh, let me, let me actually go there and read a little bit. So it's blessed are, are those whose way is blameless who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their hearts. So you, you remember like, blessed are the blameless. Blessed are those who, who walk according to the law. Now, I don't know about you guys, um, but when I read that first part, I, I, and I sense this, and this is what I love about this psalmist, and, and I think it's David. He's so real, right? Like, it's, Blessed are the blameless, blessed are those who serve his testimonies, who do no unrighteousness. And it's like, man, who lifts up their hand after that statement, right? Like it's a, blessed are the blameless, oh, I'm out, you know. You know, uh, blessed are those who do no unrighteousness, that's not me. You know, blessed are those who observe his testimonies, yeah, not me again, you know. So, so it almost feels like David has the same pressure we have, and hence... The way, this, the way the, the A of Psalm 119, Aleph, finishes, is like, um, we give thanks to you for, uh, with uprightness of heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, I shall keep your statutes. Do not forsake me utterly. It almost is like, man, like, please, Lord, don't forsake me. Because left to myself, I'm not any of that stuff, right? Left to myself, I'm not any of that. I can't do it. I can't. And hence, John will finish with the true word, Jesus, right? Like, Jesus makes it possible. But now you must remember, when David is writing this, he's looking forward. He's looking to the coming Messiah. And the only way he will not be forsaken is the coming Messiah, right? Um, so that's my way of introduction. It's a little bit of where we are. And so we're continuing. Uh, and, and if I had to title the message, it's almost like a Christian juggle. You know, there is what the word says. And this need for a covenant renewal. Every time the word is put in front of us, it reveals something of us. And that's what it does, right? Like that's what the first part is revealing. Blessed are these people. And it's revealing. It's like, but that's not me. I wish it was me, right? But, but, but I find myself countless times not meeting that demand, not meeting that standard. And, and hence I said, so, so, so going back to the question of the day, it's like, how do I reconcile that? How do I reconcile? So how does David reconcile the fact that the life I want is this blessed life and, and spiritually blessed in that way? Like, you know, and, and I mean, yes, the other stuff, but, but really the one that I love, the, the, the life I want is to be blameless and, you know, do no unrighteousness. I want to hold on to Jesus. I want to be like him. That's the life I want. But my daily grind tells me something totally different. And how do I reconcile those two, Right. How do I reconcile those two? So, um, um, let me read Colossians chapter 3, verses 16. Um, so, I'm going to read Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, and then we're going to read uh, today's scripture, and I'll pray for us. So, so, if you've got your Bible, if you don't, it's okay, I'll read it out. <coughs> Excuse me. So, this is Colossians chapter 3. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. So remember, we're dealing with the word today. We're dealing with a psalm that's coming from that, that's pushing. So book five deals a lot with the word of God. So let this word of Christ dwell in you richly with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, 
singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So park that, but what we have to do is teaching each other and admonishing each other. So, so that's now, that's the each other. That's when you go to D group, that's the each other with these psalms. So, so that's what the psalm is supposed to do, right? So, so that's the backdrop. The backdrop is this psalm, Psalm 119, is supposed to teach and admonish us to something. It's, it's pointing us somewhere. It's moving us. So, and we want this word to dwell in us richly. So that's just a, a thing. And, 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 and by the way, so maybe because I did the question of the day, I have to answer it and then we can read. It's a, I find like, so, and, and I was sharing with my group, I find that, you know, I'm a dreamer, you know, I'm a, like, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys, like, and, and my wife is totally opposite, so, uh, so I have to reconcile daily, you know, I'm a, I have to, so every time I'm reconciling these big dreams I have with, with my wife, who says, okay, I hear that, Sam, what does that mean for us today, you know, like, so, and, and it's not always easy, so it sounds cool uh, to come up with these crazy ideas, but reconciling them is very, very difficult. And same, and, and even in the small stuff, right? Like, um, I, I come from Mafikeng, and what that means is my family is mostly in Mafikeng, and one of the hardest things to reconcile, and this is in ministry, by the way, uh, when I was in ministry especially, like, it's, I'm doing ministry with my community, with the people who God has called me to be with, right? But at home, I'm like, man, I wish I could do this at home with, you know, because I've got a brother who's not a Christian, you know, and my sister is a Christian, but is a young Christian and is always struggling. And I'm like, man, I wish I could do this with them, you know. How do I reconcile that, right? Like, it's so tough. And so most times, most of us reconcile it by just with guilt and shame, right? We feel guilty. Like, and, and whether with relationships, whether I've got this big dream of this media startup that, you know, it's supposed to be now so far ahead, but it's not quite where it's supposed to be. And, and it's like, man, like, you know, and then you come back home and, you know, you're like, yeah, we, we're not quite there, babe. We're not quite, but just give it more time. Yeah. And how long can you keep giving it more time? And it's like guilt and shame, right? Like it's a, you feel that a lot. So, and, and there are other things you could feel, right? Like, and, and, and when you're doing well, it's, it's contentment. It's, it's, you know, God is great, but, but when you're not doing so well, there's other things that come in and, and, and maybe that's the, the, the feeling that you must feel with, with David. That's why I set it up that way. It's like, he, he wants this blessed life. He wants this blessed life. He wants this blessed life, but he's like, I'm not quite there. And, and, and the fill up is, Lord, do not utterly forsake me. So with that said, let's go to Psalm 109. So we're now at the B. That's A, B of Psalm 109, Beth. So, and then he goes and asks this question. So how, I'll read it from here. How can a young man keep his way pure? How? Right? Like, can you hear that? Like, blessed are these, blessed are these. And it's not not just like, how can a young man keep his way? It's like, how? How am I going to do this? How am I going to achieve this blessed life, right? How? How am I supposed to keep my way pure? By guarding it, that's the way, guarding the way according to your word. With my whole life, with my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commands. I have stored your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. Let's read the rest and then we'll come back. With my lips declare all the rules of your mouth or all the statutes of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight in as, uh, sorry, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. So that's God's word for us. Let me pray for us. 
um, and then we can dive in. Um, dear Lord, um, your word is perfect. Your word is perfect. And our Father, if we were to totally live by it, we would be so blessed. But like David, we find ourselves falling short so often, so often. And, and Lord, so today, um, share, shed light to us, Father, on how do we reconcile that? How do we reconcile what your word calls us to? We want to keep our ways pure. We want to answer that question and say, yes, by living according to all your word. And so, Father, this morning, shed light, bring light to our lives, and our Father, draw us near to yourself again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So, blessings, desired, is what we're going to deal with today. So, if, 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 if last week was more blessings described, these, these blessings that how you achieve them, today it's like, this is how, these are the, you know, blessings desired. Like, this is how we, we can desire them. So, the psalmist starts with this statement, how can a young man keep his way pure and it's a question like i said that's that's born out of the the where where he started off right like he he started off with this blamelessness with this unrighteousness and and he's asking himself this question how do i do it how do i keep my way pure you know and he says it's by living according to your word it's by living according to your word now this is one of those where it's, it's easier said than done, right? Like, in reality, it's easier said than done. It's like, yeah, how do I keep my way? Oh, by living according to your word. You know, like, that's the that, that, that's easy answer. But the truth is, what does that look like? What does living according to his word look like? That's in everything, right? Because God's word gives direction. So you must think, think the Israelites. This is where this would have come from. This is the Torah. This is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you know? So there are books in there where it's like, that's what you have to do. If you keep according to all those statutes, this is what the psalmist would have been saying. If I kept according to all these statutes mentioned in here, I would keep my way pure. That's what Moses was trying to say in Deuteronomy. So you can sense the heaviness of this. It's not like keeping according to the word and the way we deal with it. I mean, we still need, a, like I think the culture of the 21st century Christian is not as intense as the culture of the Jewish would have been then. It's like, I mean, they were doing synagogue almost daily, right? And just having God's word preached to them. That's what it meant. It meant like, let me hear it often so that I can live according to it, right? And hence we push this idea of like, it's important to get in God's word daily if you can. Daily if you can. How do you keep your way pure? By living according to God's word. By living. Now, it's why I'm saying it's, it's easy to say, but, but it means dedicating time to learning what God's word is. But it's not just learning it, right? It's then doing it, putting it in practice, right? Um, the, the, the way um, a writer in the New Testament says it, it's like if you hear God's word and walk away and, and go and change, it's like you go to a mirror, you see yourself, and you forget how you look like. Right? So keeping, living according to God's word is more than just reading it. Now, reading it is a great start. <laughs> right? You have to read it. You have to hear it. And then after reading it, you then have to live by it. 
Now that's it. Like I say, this is one of those. It's 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 that. How do I reconcile myself to that? How do I reconcile myself? So keep that at the back of your mind. But but that's how he starts off. And then with my whole heart I seek you. And and this is almost that answer by living according to his word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commands. And this is what I love about the psalmist. It's, it's, that, it's that thing again, that juggle, right? That Christian juggle. It's like, with my whole heart I seek you. But then he turns back and remembers, who makes me do it? Who? It, the, we could pause and, and stop right now, which is this. It will be impossible for you to live according to God's word, to seek him with his whole heart, unless Jesus makes you do it. So, what you can take from David, this is like the key lesson to take from, from especially this early part of Psalm 109. It is impossible for you to pursue God unless God causes you to pursue him. Hence, when you want to, to do this, if this, is what, if this is saying to you, I want to live according to God's word, I want to keep my way pure, I want to keep my ways blameless, do what the psalmist is doing. It's easy to miss it, but it's why I started with verse 8. Do not utterly forsake me. Let me not wander from your commands. There's a, there's a prayer there. Lord, it is impossible for me to do it unless you cause me not to wander from your commands. It is for, impossible for me to do it unless you cause me not to utterly forsake you. Left to yourself, you will utterly forsake him. Left to yourself, you will wander from his commands. Left to yourself. That's, that's really the rule, right? Like, so you, the, the, the thing is, don't just think, I'm going to run to God's word and do it, and then in your own strength. In your heart of hearts must be, Lord, if, if you don't make me sit down right now and meet with you, I'm not going to do it. My heart, I, I could read it, but I'm not going to meet with you. I can't seek you with all my heart unless you allow me to do it. But that, on the other side of that, it takes so much pressure off you, right? It's God at work in you. It's God at work in you. It's not your doing. It's God working it in you to love him, right? That's why we get a chance to look backwards, right? So the, the covenant renewal that Moses was calling them to was the Old Testament covenant renewal, right? God made a covenant with the Israelites, right? It's he, God promises to love the Israelites, and they have to love him back. But we, we, we have a new covenant, right? And the new covenant that comes through the blood of Jesus is, I've, I've realized what's happening here. The old, te- the old covenant, I had to do my side, and you had to do yours, and you guys are really bad at doing your side. And so, what I, as God, am going to do, is I'm going to do both sides. I'm going to be blameless, right? I'm going to live a blameless life, a fully righteous life. I'm going to do everything you have to do for you. And what you have to do is put your faith in me. And that's what that let me not wander from your commands is. It's a faith statement, right? It's a faith statement. How do we not let him, how does God not let us wander from his commands? He gives us Jesus, right? Left to yourself, you wonder. But Jesus never wondered. He never, that's why we hold on to him, right? That's why we hold on to him tightly. We hold on to him tightly. Let's keep going. Um, I have not stored 
up your word uh, no sorry i have stored up your word in my heart that i might not sin against you now again in the old testament it was like i'm getting in there i'm getting in there so that i know what you call what your call on our lives is and i might not sin against you and you must remember at the core of sin at the core of sin it brought separation right so i might not sin against you so i could be with you lord i could be with you all the time so i've stored up your word in my heart again i think it's not just an idea of memorizing scripture it is at minimum memorizing scripture right but it's not just let me memorize scripture for the sake of regurgitating a scripture memory right but it's more than that it's it's so that it it affects and influences my decision right so scripture memory is useful for hey sam you know quote me this scripture that might be that might be useful for that but a storing up is whatever decision i make i consult i consult god's word right i consult it so that i might not sin against him so when my wife is you know again uh the baby's crying and she looks at me and says sam's your turn right in that moment the temptation is what oh, baby, i did the last one like you know <laughs> like you know that's that, that's my that's my world right now it's the baby world you know it's like you know uh uh my daughter obakwe she's got that uh, but parents must know this like that sound that you make when they're doing the number two. like that, mm, this is embarrassing she must never listen to this podcast in the future but like you know she makes that mm, and it's almost like in our family it's like you don't want to have her when that happens because you're on you know it's like mm, oh no <laughs> you know cuz now you have to change and it depends how long she goes mm, for cuz it could be really messy you know so in that moment my temptation is to say i hope my wife didn't hear her so i can give her to my wife and say oh no that happened under your watch you know but in that, i mean if i've stored up god's word it's like oh no you know make me a servant right like it's a i i'd love to serve my wife so it's as simple as that to even the big decisions right it can if i've stored up god's word in my heart even the big decisions i begin to go back to god so if you can go back to god in the small decision you can go back to god in your big decisions and most times it's it's almost going back to god and the his word or jesus saying what well, what does he call for me you know it's that you know that, that there was that um those bands people used to wear back in the days you know what would jesus do it's the heart of that question right like it's the the storing up is that what would jesus do question what would jesus do right now you know uh how, if i consult his word what does it call for me right now you know and 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 there's everything in here there's everything in here you know let's keep going and then this i think is really the key verse of this you know this alphabet beth which is blessed are you Oh Lord, oh blessed are you Yahweh, teach me your statutes. And again it's that thing, you know, it's go back to it's like if he does not teach you, if he does not cause you to wonder, if he does not do this, it will not happen. So so for us it's this crying out to him. Lord, please do it. Lord, please you would have missed Psalm 119 if at the heart of it you think it's do more stuff. Now What happens is if he teaches you you will do more stuff, right? But it's out of the overflow of that cry 
to want to meet with him, to be with him, to him do it in you, that you begin to meet with him and, and get in on his word and store his word in your heart because you're really meeting with Jesus. And, and I, I love what the psalmist does here, which is blessed are you. So this whole time it's been blessed are those, blessed are those, blessed are those, blessed are those, right? Who do these things. And then finally, almost as if like the psalmist takes time to recognize who God is and, and, and who really the, the Messiah will be, it's like, no, blessed are you, right? Because Jesus... And, and Jesus does this a little, it's like a beatitude sort of thing, right? So Jesus does this in the beatitude. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Who is merciful? You know? Blessed are... So, so I can tell you all the people who are blessed, but like Romans chapter 3 verse 9, there is none righteous, no, not even one. No one hears, no one listens, no one does anything that the Bible says they must do. No one. Hence, we need Jesus, right? So therefore, blessed are you, O Lord. Blessed are you, Yahweh. Jesus' name is Yahweh saves. That's what Jesus means, or Yeshua, you know? It's Yahweh saves. It's blessed are you, Yahweh, because you save. Because all these other blessings I cannot keep. Hence, I run to you and say, don't let me wander. Don't let me utterly be forsaken. Don't let me do this. And blessed are you, Yahweh. Teach me your statutes. So right in there is the gospel, right? Like it's a, it's look to him. Look to Jesus. We, the way David and the psalmist and them got saved is the same way we get saved. We look to Yahweh. We look to Jesus. You know, he does it on our behalf. He does it on our behalf. So blessed is him. Blessed is him. How you... How you get to draw from these blessings is through the person of Jesus Christ. You will not get to draw from them because you are unrighteous or righteous. You do no unrighteousness. You will not get to draw from them because you are blameless, because you are not blameless. You will not get to draw from them because you achieve any of these blessings. You get to draw from them because Jesus does it on your behalf. And almost as the second part of the psalm is almost as a response, right? So, so, so given the fact that Yahweh is the blessed one, given the fact that he does this on our part, let, let, let's read the, list, the, the, the last of it. Let's read the last of it. So now, listen to this response. It's almost like at this point now, my heart is overflowing. So when I was preparing, it's like, oh, yes, yes, I, I get it. Now, with my lips, I declare all the rules of your mouth. You see how it's not, it's, um, it almost is like because of what God has done, I can therefore, now with my lips, I declare all the rules with your, my mouth. In the ways of your testimonies, I delight. Now I can delight. Right? Because I've seen Jesus. Because I've seen he's the one who makes me do it. Now in your ways and testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. If he, if you don't see it in Jesus, you will not delight in his testimonies more than riches. It is impossible. Especially in our materialistic world. It is impossible. It's, you know, he who dies first wins, right? Oh, dies with the most toys wins. Oh, that's how it goes. Yeah. He who dies with the most toys wins. That's just how the world is. It's set up that way. And all advertisements and whatever, they sell us that route. And so if you don't see that blessed is Yahweh, you will not be able to say this. You cannot say 
verse 14. In, your, uh, in the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in riches. Or in my uh, NAS, it says more than in riches. Which is because the temptation to delight in riches is so obvious. Right? Whether we like to believe it or say it or not. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Verses 13 to 16 is impossible if you don't get verses 12. If you miss verse 12, these things are impossible. If you jump to these and say, I will delight in God's precepts, I will delight in his testimonies, I will do this, I will do this, I will do this, you will not do it. You will come, you will feel like you're hitting against the wall, it will be a heavy burden for you. And Jesus says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light because he carried all the burden. He asks you, just put your faith in me, right? Bless me, bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul, worship his holy name. Why worship his holy name? Because his name says it. Yahweh saves, right? That's why we talk about Jesus' name so much. Bless it, because he's the one who saves, right? He is the one who saves. Left to ourselves, we cannot achieve this. That's, that's how you reconcile, right? How do I reconcile the fact that I want to live this blessed life? Yahweh. That's, it's a big gap. It's impossible to reconcile any other way. If you say, no, I'm going to do better next time. No, you're not. No, you're not going to do better. And I hope that that doesn't come off as like, oh, that's negative. I want to try. It's like, you will be, it will be so heavy a burden. You'll be that Christian, you know, you're always like, ah, oh, this is, you know, this life sucks. You know, like it's a, why did I ever become a Christian? You know, that, that, that's, that's what happens to you. If you do not lean on Jesus and the work he did on the cross. That's what he did. He achieved the blameless life. He achieved this life. Your job, like the psalmist, run to him. Cry out those words. Do not utterly forsake me. Let me not wander from you, O Lord. We're moving through. We're moving through. So, and this idea, I shall not forget your word. You know, I will therefore not forget your word. Right? It's, it's this. Right? It's, don't forget it. Right? Don't forget Psalm 109 from verse 1 to 16. Don't forget verse 12 specifically. Don't forget it. But all the more, us New Testament Christians, right? I will not forget Jesus. Right? That's why we speak about him at all chance. Right? It's like, oh, you know, I know everything else about your spirituality might be hard and everything, but man, have you met Jesus? Do you know what he did on our behalf? I will not forget that. You know, even in your darkest time, in your darkest hour, when, you know, when you're going through it at work, like, man, what Jesus has achieved for you. It's like, Yes, in this earth, the trials, there's no promise. There's no promise that it's going to be easy. There's no promise. I, I, I wish, this is like one of those things. I, I, it would be easier for me. Oh, I wish I could say, man, let's make sure we get a house. Let's make sure we get a great job. Let's make sure we make that. 
what the other four fifths of that salary come through. Uh, let's make you know how. That's how we delight in riches, right? Like that's why riches sound like they're delightable because it's like I feel like money solves these problems. But I've got bigger things that I'm saying Jesus brings, right? He takes care of the eternity, even the today. That somehow in the midst of that, how do you find contentment? How do you find joy in the midst of that? In the midst of not having a home, how do you find that? How do you find, how do you hold on to Jesus? In the midst of the startup not being what it's supposed to be, how do I still find joy and contentment in Jesus? In the midst of living with one-fifths, Right? Jesus is still enough. And that's what makes Christianity different, by the way. That it does not matter the circumstances. Right? And, 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 and that's why, so, remember by way of introduction, we went from Colossians chapter 3, verses 16. So, uh, what I'm going to ask is, and, and this is what it said. It says, let not your word, uh, sorry, let the word of the Lord, or, you know, let his word dwell in us richly, and we use it teaching each other and admonishing each other with psalms, uh, and hymns and happy songs. So, so that's what Colossians chapter 3 said, verse 16. Look at what verse 17 says. So, so we now just went through the psalm. So we've taught each other. We've admonished each other. Look what verse 17 of Colossians chapter 3 says. So, so uh, Carlos, if you can... Wow, that's pretty dope. <laughs> I was like, what's happening there? <laughs> so, 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 uh, so if you can read a little bit at the top, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And look what happens when, now we've just done the psalm, right? And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Remember verse 12? Bless his name, right? That's why now you can do, now when I go do the quiet time, right? How does a young man keep his way pure? By living according to his word. Now it's like, do it in the Lord Jesus, right? So, so it almost feels like you admonish each other in these Psalms, but don't think you can go do them by yourself. Hear the words of Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. Whatever you do in word or in deed, whatever... Psalm 119 said we must do, whether in word or in deed, what Colossians chapter 3 verse 17 tells us is, do it all in the name of our Lord Jesus. Do everything. Do everything. That's the only way it's going to work. If you try to do it outside of his name, if you try to do it in your own strength, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. Do it all in his name, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Right? Then we, then we give thanks. Then we have joyful hearts. Oh, Lord, I was never going to make it. I was never going to make it. Thank God for Jesus. Right? Thank you that you sent Jesus because I was never going to be blameless. I was never going to be unrighteous. I was never going to do this. I was never going to do that. It would be impossible for me to even love my wife well. It would be impossible to love you guys well. It would be impossible to do my job well. It would be, but whatever I do, do it all in the name of Jesus because he's achieved it all. He's achieved it all. He did it all in our parts. So what we do is in response. So from verse 13 to verse 17, with my lips now I share. Now I, now I can send you, right? Rooted fellowship, tomorrow go with your lips and share in Jesus. 
in Jesus. Talk of his testimony in Jesus. Right? Do whatever. Do whatever. Be blameless in Jesus, remembering that he did that for you. Right? Pursue righteousness in Jesus. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. He's the true word. Right? So as you open, even that, the word will reveal him to you. This book will reveal him to you. And that's your prayer. Pursue him. And when you're not feeling like it, because, you know, now this is by way of application. It's like, so it's easy when you're feeling like it or when you're feeling like you're in a good space. All that I just said seems easy. But it's, it's, when, it's, it's when you're not feeling like when you're in a dark place, right? Like, and it's like, yeah, I'm actually, you know, whether it's, it's sin, you've been fighting sin in your life, or whether you've just, um, you know, you just, you just like, you know, we go through valleys and, and troughs and whatever. So um, in, in our spiritual life, and if you haven't gone through it, spend time with the older Christian, they'll tell you, and they'll say, it's coming, don't worry. <laughs> like it's a, you know, I know you're still a young believer and it's been great and, and I don't want to be the killjoy, but, you know, there is going to come a time when you're not feeling like it. And, and when that time comes, oh, like the psalmist, do not utterly forsake me. Let me not wander from you, Lord. Somehow in this, let me do, draw me close to you. That even if you can just utter those words or spend time with a Christian and say, can you just read verse 8 back to me, right? The, say, the last part, the last, get to the last part. Do not utterly forsake me. Yeah, let's just stay there for a little bit, you know, because that's what I need. I just need you to, to stay at do not utterly forsake me because I need him not to forsake me because I feel forsakeable at this point, right? I feel like I'm wandering, right? Like it's a... Um, Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love, you know? But like a fetter, let your grace draw me near to you, like a chain, right? So, so sometimes just spend time on verse 8 when you're going through it, you know? Just spend time on verse 8. Or, or go spend time, I think it's verse 12, like, oh, Lord, let me not wander from your commandments, right? Spend time in those places. So all of God's word is useful for teaching and admonishing as the as Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 says. Um, again, um, that's, I think that's that. Um, I'd like to thank you for giving me this opportunity. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great joy to do this, um, but this is just, right, like this is, this is the part where I pray that God uses this word in your daily walk, right? Like that's the most important. That's the most, take this in your daily walk. Read the Psalms, you know. I think I, I'm glad you guys are going through the Psalms. It's, it's, those are beautiful places to be, you know. Uh, it's so real, especially the Psalm. Like, I just feel like it's so real, and, and, and it's representative of who you and me are, right? And, and just, it, that's just what Christianity is. It's real, right? And so that's why we lean so solely on Jesus. So, but let me pray for you guys. Um, um, Father, we are so prone to wonder so prone to leave the God we love. So we are so grateful for Jesus. That Jesus achieved for us what we could not achieve. We could not be blameless. We could not keep our side of the covenant. We were unable to. And so you did it for us, Lord. You paid it all.
And for that, we are forever grateful. And so, Father, in our daily walk, remind us of Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. Remind us that whatever we do in word or in deed, after we teach and admonish each other with the Psalms, after we dive into your hymns and spiritual songs, after we listen in and, and, and are hearing these words washing over us, remind us, Lord, that your word is perfect for any time, whether we are feeling good and, and doing well or we are in the heart of it, Lord, that we can run to you. And like the psalmist, give us hearts that just run to you, pleading with you, Lord, to draw us close to you. That even when we don't feel like it, give us strength for just those words, to pray those words. Don't utterly forsake us, Lord. Help us not to wonder, Lord. Help us not to forget your word. I pray for this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Amy.